in to the Eric St. Show podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. It's the weekend! As uh, the immortal Arthur P. says, some of you might get that reference. Megan writes, who is Eric going to ruin today? As there's a hype train coming, I guess. I don't know what the fuck that means. That's, a, that's like a Twitch thing. Like when people sign up or subscribe with Prime or whatever the fuck. Like, uh, you get a hype train, which I don't know what that means. It's like a video game for streaming. Uh, Megan's reference to who is Eric going to ruin today? Uh, it's no problem that she says that because I was going to, I was going to bring this up. There was some controversy yesterday on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast requesting full permission to tell the story, uh, from one hurricane Ashley, who is here in the chat. Uh, upon receiving no pressure upon receiving permission, I will, uh, commence to telling the saga. I've been given full permission. Now, from my standpoint, I had learned that hurricane Ashley was no longer together with my, one of my sweetest people in my life, Timmy Mayer. And that, that broke my heart. I was like, oh, no, damn it. Ah, oh, it's too bad. So, of course, I don't, I don't get in the middle of that. Um, sure, I, I, uh, the level of um, involvement is I, I know Timmy like from hockey and, and the few times that we've met out of, um, but nothing, nothing gigantic. I would say that I'm uh, much closer to Ashley than I am Tim, but I, I love them both very dearly. They're both very, very sweet. And uh, they make me very, very happy. And it, it didn't work out. And that's as far as I'll go on that. I don't, I don't have any uh, um, opinion on it. I mean, I, I am oftentimes approached by sweet Ashley saying, hey, you know, this is going on. I'm heartbroken. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm so sorry this is happening. Damn it. Oh, boy. I, I was really hope I was really pulling for you guys. You know, you, you say those types of things. And that's pretty much where I've kept it. And. Very, very benign, no judgment, uh, no one, I don't, I don't know what happened. I just don't know. All right. Um, but as sometimes as these things go, um, you might still like during the breakup, hang out. And, and that's where I thought that, um, these two were, but, um, you know, occasionally would, uh, be with each other, maybe like, um, watching a game or something, or I don't know. Sometimes breakups go that way. I don't think that this was a breakup that went like, um, never any interaction. There was no ghosting involved in this. There was a couple of, uh, moments in time where they were together and, and, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, I hope they uh, work it out, you know? And, and, uh, but it, it did not, but I did not know that. So, oops. Uh, yesterday on the show, uh, Ashley is there watching the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. I can see her face. I see everybody else's faces. We're all having a good time. And, uh, 
you know, when you're watching that, that's on Zoom and the every little image is small. Every little person that you see. There's a lot. There's like 12, 15 people in there. There's like a big Zoom. <laughs> and it's not funny, but it's funny. In the background, I see a uh, male figure where she is. And, you know, it's grainy. It's, and I, I don't know what's up, but, uh, I said, Oh, is that Timmy? Timmy Mayor there. And, uh, well, no, it, it wasn't. It was uh, a person I don't know. And, uh, that came through the speakers and then the guy immediately got up and left like he left the shot. So that was not him. I don't, I don't know what's going on at the point. At that point, I'm completely like, Oh man. Uh, this was the point that he knew he fucked up. Now, as it is, um, this was not, this was a platonic meeting. All right. Um, at least from Ashley's point of view, she made it very clear to this guy that, hey, yeah, let's, uh, as it was described to me, uh, play, let's see, play some board games and hang out. You know, no big deal. Um, she made it very clear during the show while she was in that room that she still very much loves my boy, Timmy. And who wouldn't? He's just the sweetest peaches. And uh, <laughs> so... I don't know what why dude was so upset and I didn't at first I wasn't sure how upset he was. I just know that he walked out of the shot and Ashley was saying, Oh no, that's bad, that's bad. And then she went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and was just incredibly awkward, but she stayed with the show and then finally uh someone else said, Well, wait a minute, how the fuck can you be mad at Eric when um you're sitting there the guy who you're with clearly knows that you're in love with Tim. It was all fucking crazy. It was all just bizarre. And, and you know, I just kept suggesting, hey, that was inadvertent. I, I'm really sorry. And I, I didn't, I wasn't my typical, hey, well, tell him to go fuck himself or anything like that. Not at all. This was all on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. It was all very, oops, sorry about that. I uh, didn't mean that. But, uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, this wasn't that big of a deal, in my opinion. Though she felt uncomfortable, uh, cooler heads prevailed. And then by today, um, she's like, yeah, I know it was inadvertent. No big deal. But the guy was fucking flipping out, I guess. The guy is like, oh, fuck Eric Zane. It's like, well, what, what did I, how, you know, how can you fuck Eric Zane? I, I just, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. How the fuck would I know? That was an absolute innocent mistake. So not a big deal. 
At least from my standpoint. I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, come on now. Uh, and then the guy was just really, really pissed off, and it continues. So I, before the show today, uh, I was chit-chatting with Ashley with a text. I go, yeah, sorry about that. She goes, ah, don't worry about it. You know, no big deal. She obviously is. And But the guy is, like, flipping out. The dude. And it's like, well, wait a minute, fucker. She wasn't there to do anything more than to, like, hang out and whatever. It wasn't like she was there because she's in love with you. She said publicly in front of you and me and God that she's still very much in love with Timmy. So you can't be mad at me because I accidentally uh, uh, mistake you that guy. I mean, that guy should take it as a compliment that in the background he somewhat resembled tim to me now he doesn't because tim is a fucking handsome devil stevie says last night she was flipping out about a today innocent mistake well those are her words not mine and she was pretty pissed off yesterday while this is going on there appears to be a cat fight between Ashley and Amanda. Uh, Amanda wrote, Ashley, be careful or you'll go back to being crazy. And I think that upset Ashley, who told her to fuck off. Amanda says, I don't want to be mean. I just don't want you to be desperate. You're fine. I love you. Fuck you. And I think Amanda's like kidding there. And then Ashley says, fuck the fuck off, Amanda. Like seriously fuck off. <laughs> Uh-oh. When you write seriously fuck off. Amanda then realizes that this is the, this is the moment when Amanda realizes she fucked up. So now it appears that Ashley is super pissed at Amanda. And this is uh, actually excellent, okay? This is actually a fantastic thing because this means the heat is uh, coming off of your pal easy. I just didn't want anybody upset. Was absolutely, I apologize to the guy. I apologize to Ashley. I was embarrassed. I did that. But, uh. The guy losing his shit like that. Like, come on. He's like, Tiller's in to fuck off. Tiller's in to eat shit. Like, well, why do I got to eat shit? It's a totally inadvertent thing. I wouldn't want to upset that dude. He could probably kill me. Squash me like a bug. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, uh, all right, Ashley and Amanda, uh, take your separate corners. I think Amanda is backing off. Ashley is very very aggressively calling amanda terrible things let's let's not do that let's let's uh let's be friendly with each other uh that would make me very happy holy cow all right so that is what went on you probably want to watch this it's uh you can check that out for free the moment is forever um uh, in time on the um 
on the Patreon, if you were to go to the um, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast from yesterday, that actual moment when when the guy sits down, I go, oh, hey, there's Timmy. Is that Timmy? It wasn't. And then the follow-up. And then the follow-up. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Dan Campbell has uh, the coach of the Lions. There you go. Your easy Lions mug right there. My, my, I got my couch cover. I got my jersey. I got my coffee mug. I am ready to go for the game on Sunday. And um, one of the things that I've been paying attention to are these people like uh, who still are harboring the uh, resentment that the team, when the team sucked. All right. And they, they just can't get over that. Example, Joe Martinez. Example, um, what's his name? Chris in Minnesota during the Zoom yesterday. Okay. And uh, Dan Campbell does not want you. Dan Campbell has established what's known as the juice. Before you get the juice, you cannot say what he said the other day. If before you get the juice, you say, I'm only here to I'm only here for the real fans, the doubters, I don't want you on my train. I don't want you on our train. If Dan Campbell said that when in year one, when he went three wins, 13 losses, and one tie, uh, that would have been a horrible mistake. Last year, when he started out the season like uh, Owen, whatever, I think he started out Owen six. And then he finished uh, like, I don't know, eight and two. No, he started out one and six, and then he finished eight and two. Had he said it then, everybody would have hated him. And then he went on a goddamn tear. And now, then he's starting to get the juice. This year, he wins 12 out of 17 games. Definitely has the juice. Uh, Finally wins a fucking playoff game. Holy shit, he's loaded with juice. He's just shooting juice out of him. He's just a juice. You want some juice? Yeah, here you go. Oh, here's some juice right on your face. Oh, here's some more juice. Yeah, you want some juice? I got lots of juice. Oh, my balls are full of juice. Ah, 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 juice everywhere. It's coming out like a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> Juice everywhere. So then he drops this quote. I'm just so I'm just so proud of the coaching staff and these players for rewarding Detroit with a home playoff win. Our fans took it to another level today and it helped us win. To those fans who've kept the faith, you deserve this. To the doubters, stay off our train. It's too late for you. <laughs> It's too late for you. So what he's saying there is, Joe Martinez, 
You are not allowed to support the team. You are you are not wanted. You are not allowed to watch the game. You are not allowed to be happy. You are not allowed to enjoy it. No one wants you. Joe says, and when the when the when the crashes, I'll be laughing. Well, it's eventually gonna crash. I mean, they either win the Super Bowl or they don't. Uh and, and even if they do, they've already gotten past the Joe Martinez sniff test. They've already done more than what everybody expected of them. So if the doubter, like the Joe Martinez's of the world, uh, are going to sit there and just, you know, huh, I'm just going to sit here and wait till they lose. And when they do, I'm going to say, see? Well, there are less and less people who are willing to uh, acknowledge that you are right. Yeah, you're not. It's a, it's a, it's a foolish, foolish uh, fucking hill to die on. Uh, Joe says they won't get past the 49ers. Well, what's interesting is the 49ers aren't going to get past Green Bay. All right. This is the big, huge Eric Zane, Bill Simonson prediction for what is going to happen this weekend. The 49ers are going to lose to Green Bay. Green Bay is going to kick their ass in San Francisco. And then uh, Green Bay will have to play the winner of Detroit and the Bucks. I am not going to make a prediction on Detroit and the Bucks. Fuck that. Tampa has gotten very, very strong in the uh, back half of the season. That is a different team than when Detroit played them. And Detroit didn't really beat them that badly in Tampa when they played earlier in the year. And they have improved immensely. The quarterback is playing like an all-pro. They have two excellent receivers. They have a very strong defense. So I'm not putting anything past those motherfuckers. You're definitely not going to have EZ being overconfident. But at the end of the day, you got the coach of the team telling you to go fuck yourself. That's what's happened. Holy shit. Uh, The Lions, their tickets are ridiculously expensive. Oops. I've never understood how this is a legal thing. You can't walk around the stadium and scalp the tickets. But it's totally fine to go online and scalp the tickets. Audio check, video check. Here we go. If you already have tickets for this weekend's playoff matchup between the Lions and the Buccaneers, you know it's going to be an expensive trip. Ticket prices are at a historic high right now. 13 Your Sides, Nate Belt, tells us just how much you'll have to pay to get into Ford Field on Sunday. The Lions are 
not only good, they're great uh, for once. And, and so we're seeing the, the ticket prices reflect that. So what is the cost to watch a playoff Lions team? As of today, the average price of a ticket to the game on resale site TickPick is just over $1,000. That makes it not only the most expensive. That's almost as ridiculous as paying more than $1,000 for a hockey jersey. Divisional round game this year. It is 107% more expensive than the 49ers-Packers divisional wow. game, which is coming in at about a 528. But according to TickPick, the most expensive divisional round game ever. Today, wow. the most expensive ticket listed is for more than $65,000. You could pay $800 and not even get a seat. So why exactly are prices so astronomical? There's fewer tickets available for this game than any other uh, divisional round game. And it's Did you see that ticket price? is so astronomical. Expensive ticket listed is for more than 65 Six, What asshole is... I don't even care if it. I would say what asshole is going to spend a thousand bucks a ticket? Look at these second row, nine thousand six twenty six. That's on the cheap side. Uh, uh, this is one hundred eight. I'm guessing that's like fifty yard line. Two tickets, sixty five thousand dollars a piece. Get the fuck out of here. Two tickets. $65,000. What the fuck? I don't give a shit how much money you have. Perhaps if it's like Elon Musk level, that's okay. $5,000. That is ridiculous. $800 and not even get a seat. So why exactly Standard room tickets, so $800. There's fewer tickets available for this game than any other uh, divisional round game. And it's because people are holding on to their tickets. Um, they want to see the Lions. They want to support the team. Smaller supply, higher demand, and those costs are driven up. Costs can fluctuate, though, so if you're looking for a better deal, TickPick suggests using its price track tool to help predict when those costs may change. So we're just trying to do... The, it should be where the team sells the tickets, and then that's it. Once they're gone, they can't be resold. That, I, in my opinion... The whole secondary market is is a fucking racket. Our best to get to like you know how like um, uh, when there's like a catastrophe and gas stations gouge the price. They call it gouging, but it's the same damn concept: supply and demand. If you have one gas station open and all the other ones are out of commission because of a hurricane, well, there you go. The demand has increased. Why can't the gas station raise the gas to $50 a gallon? How is that different than uh, the goddamn tickets to the football game? Fans into the building and to make sure Ford Field is as loud as physically possible. And Nate joins us now from the newsroom. Nate, what do the experts suggest people do if they want to save some money on tickets? Yeah, Juliet, well, oh, watch it from home often the case that people will wait till closer to the game to buy tickets hoping those prices are going to drop but talking with Matthew at TickPick today he says that trend didn't happen last week prices staying pretty consistent until kickoff and he expects that to be the case again this uh, Sunday. so you're gonna have to pay if you want to go yeah, thank absolutely. you all right fuck that no way so much. I mean, I, I did like when I went to that game last year with uh, Don O, probably because I was with Don O and all those 
fucking hilarious pipe fitters. Uh, but come on, man. Nick says it's because the resellers collect fees on every transaction. Joe Martinez says if I had sold my Michigan Ohio State tickets, I could have gotten $650 for each one, but the experience was worth it. Wouldn't have sold them. Yeah, I don't know if I would have sold them either for if I could have only gotten $650. That's not enough. Like if you want, especially if you're like a super fan. You really want to be there. But, you know, if that price went up to, let's say, 20000 a piece, well, of course you're going to fucking sell them. The question, do season tickets include playoffs? Because I'd be curious to see the comparison to how much the season tickets were. Um, if you do get season tickets, you are offered to buy a playoff ticket. Like uh, Doug over at Bosco's is... Uh, daughter has season tickets so they said hey your seat for the playoffs do you want to buy 200 bucks uh, joe martinez says if he was offered twenty thousand dollars for the michigan ohio state game he would not have sold them wow you are a super fan uh so yeah 200 bucks if you want to buy them like from the team, um, if that's what I was talking about, if I had known the lines were going to be in this much demand, it'd be well worth it uh, a year ago to have purchased season tickets, like a few of them, like four season tickets for the lions. And then as they started winning, just start reselling them. You that that's what, that's what, uh, that's what this is. That's what these, um, uh, tick ticket selling sites are all about. People make their tickets available. And then the site collects fees off of you. Jesus. But yeah, that's okay. It's a goddamn gouge racket. Joe Martinez making a case for why he would go to the game and not collect $20,000 a ticket. You have to remember the rivalry will not be the same with the new alignment of the conference. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Only psychos like you would do that, okay? Um, you know, if if Joe is offered $20,000, he's going to be, you know how he is. Once his decision's made, he's not going to change his mind. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to sit in the, uh, in the cold and watch this stupid fucking football game instead of collecting $20,000 a ticket. You ding dong. Uh, Kenny says, I wonder if that lady taking her dad's ashes to these games, um, uh, and how much she's paying for that extra seat. Uh, I think they, they, they purchased, you know, them same thing from the team. So probably just a couple of hundred bucks. You can make big money selling those tickets. How about Darla looking so damn cute behind us? All right. Rick from TC paintball. Rick has, uh, totally committed to the lions. Okay, he is not one of the doubters. Dan Campbell said to the doubters, stay off our train. It's too late for you. And then he added, I am talking about Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. If the Detroit Lions said, we are offering uh, free advertising for A&E Heating and Cooling inside Ford Field, uh, Dan Campbell would say, no, 
Do not allow that guy in here. He is one of the doubters. I am talking to him specifically about being on our train. He cannot be on our train. You are not allowed to root for the Lions. You go ahead and you root for whoever you want. You are not allowed to be part of this. Even if they won the Super Bowl, Joe would find some reason. He'd say, yeah, but they're going to lose the preseason game next year. You watch. You watch preseason next year. Okay, again, this is the hill you've chosen to die on. You are the outlier. There are fewer and fewer of people like you. In the last week on our bandwagon, there's been thousands of people that have jumped on board. And you continue, all you keep doing is sitting around uh, masturbating to your life-size Jim Harbaugh uh, poster in your room. When that guy's not even going to be the goddamn coach next year. All right. So you had your chance. We've given you plenty of opportunity to get on the wagon. Now the decree has been handed down by the coach himself, Motor City Dan Campbell. Dan Gamble. You, he says, to the doubters, stay off our train. It's too late for you. So if anybody who is doing that, all that anti-Detroit Lions bullshit, you suddenly turn, turn tail and start to like root for them, not allowed. Not allowed. Uh, Donko says, keep on hating the Lions, Joe. It's working so far. Yeah, please do. Kenny says, I am personally so happy for the Lions and more for the fans. I'm here for it. Linda says, America is cheering for the Lions. We don't need asshole doubters. <laughs> she's calling you an asshole joe that's ridiculous i didn't even go that far uh darla is uh is uh i don't know what she's doing she's crying at me i don't know if you heard that that's gonna continue that's gonna increase in intensity she might make me take a break because she has to go potty that's why she's doing that. i don't know hopefully she just falls asleep Uh, Ashley is trying to communicate with Linda because she's where she is physically to get together and drink uh, based on the last 24 hours, 14 hours. All right. The men in Ashley's life, it's just not good right now. So she wants to drink with Linda and maybe those two will kiss. Shoot video, please. All right, before I take a break, I want to uh, mention to the audience on Facebook, X, and YouTube, thank you so much for being here, but it's time to shoo you away. The rest of the show, of course, available. Download the Twitch app. Search Eric Zane Live. Give yourself a username. You can contribute to the chat. Make yourself uh, comfortable and, uh, and have at it. If you're on a desktop or a laptop, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live and uh, do the same thing. Follow and subscribe. That, uh, you, that way you can get the entire show 
from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. The Patreon is there for you. More content in addition to my free podcast, this one that I'm doing. The Patreon is there with uh, tons more content. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. Free for seven days. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. This podcast becomes the audio. The audio video that I have right now becomes the pre-recorded audio podcast available wherever you download shows. I prefer uh, Apple Podcasts. Search me out and subscribe. Leave me a review if you would. Uh, if you ever want to say hello, send me an email in the short line or striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. For the folks on Facebook, X, and YouTube, have a great rest of your day. Go Lions, and I will talk to you later. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. I have a vouch store where you can get amazing products like coffee, a toothbrush, perhaps camp craft cocktails. Go to vouch.store slash Eric Zane to look at my products. Vouch.store slash Eric Zane. Supposedly, I'm adding two new products. They might already be there. Some amazing vitamins and some dog food. They're not there yet, but they will be soon. And you'll be hearing about them on my vouch store. Vouch.store slash Eric Zane. All right. I will be back. All right. 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 Well, that was tough. Going up the stairs, carrying the dog. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Where was I? Um, okay. So, anyway. The open and live stream of this show brought to you by Impact Power Sports. Online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Fun stuff there. Check out the selection of amazing sports utility vehicles atvs utvs motorcycles you name it they got it michigan's newest dealer of yamaha uh golf carts in fact they will be out and about at the uh camper and rv show in grand rapids this weekend uh if you see them stop in and say hey i hear eric zane talking about you in the podcast that is impact power sports online at impact power sports mi.com Rick and TC Paintball, the crew over there. How about this? This is very kind. Uh, they are honoring the uh, Paintball War pricing this weekend for the the Browns, the Mexicans, and the Hondurans that would have been playing Paintball with us in Paintball War number 23, the battle for the Rio Grande. But uh, Rick said, look, easy. We are not having the Paintball War if it uh, conflicts with the Lions game. So... It obviously does. So that's not happening. We have rescheduled that. TCPaintballGR.com if you want to book your own event at TC Paintball for a great time. Head to Michigan's premier paintball destination. That is TC Paintball. The world-famous tax hobbit wants you to reach out to him at Tag Accounting to get your taxes done. Okay. Uh, tagcpa.net is the website.
Go to tagcpa.net for more information or just call 616-301-9516. When you call 616-301-9516, you will be getting started on making your process uh, much easier when it comes to getting your taxes done. 616-301-9516. Tagcpa.net. All right. All of these pictures are stock images to make it look fancy. If they wanted to, uh, for it to be an accurate depiction, it would be little Troy, the tax hobbit, sitting at the desk, pulling his hair out. He's awesome, and he can take care of your tax return, your personal tax return, from anywhere in the United States. Online at tagcpa.net. Convicted murderer, Scott Peterson. uh, His case is being taken by the Los Angeles Innocence Project. Innocence Project um, organizations are usually uh, a couple of um, hotshot lawyers doing it pro bono with a large number of uh, student or apprentice lawyers that are boots on the ground that take up cases where they think that the person that is in prison is wrongfully convicted. There have been a number of high-profile moments where Innocence Project cases um, do all the legwork, all the groundwork, and it turns out that someone is wrongfully convicted. What a what a horrible thing that is, if you think about it. I mean, the idea that you know somebody gets locked away for decades and decades and decades. And uh, they're actually innocent. You hear about this all the fucking time. Wrongfully convicted people. Hell, there have been people that have been put to death that didn't fucking do a thing. Patrick says, I feel like there was two or even three Scott Peterson murders. Okay, this is Scott Peterson, the guy in California. His wife is Lacey Peterson. The year is 2003. She's eight months pregnant. She, she goes missing. Uh, police suspect it's the husband. Time passes, months. Remains are found in San Francisco Bay. Just a torso. No arms, no legs, no head, just a torso. It's Lacey Peterson. Patrick's thinking of the former cop, Scott Peterson, in Chicago. Killed all his wives. Cole asks if Lacey Peterson is okay. You asshole. Uh, all I remember from Scott Peterson was that he always had a smug look on his face and then everybody assumed he did it because he looked like such an asshole. And then they found him, uh, trying to make a run for the border with like a fake ID, a bunch of cash, a gun. All right. So then they find him guilty. Life, uh, Convicted to death in California. Gavin Newsom, governor of California, says, hold on. I am overturning the death penalty 
This is liberal California. We're not going to go kill people. All right. These are things you can do in California. You can murder and not be put to death. And you also can uh, uh, go and just rob any store. No questions asked. Get all your buddies. Go into go into Target. Go into the jewelry store. uh, Smash all the glass. You don't have to run. Just politely smash the glass. Take all the shit. Stuff it in your loot bag and leave. These are all things that are now 1 million percent not punishable in the state of California. Uh, This is the news story that is accompanying this saga on Scott Peterson. Audio check, video check. Here we go. Let's get to some new breaking news just into us tonight. And it is rather extraordinary because in the last few minutes, we've learned that the L.A. Innocence Project is taking up the case of one of the most high-profile convicted murderers in the country, according to what his attorney is telling NBC News. The group wants to get new evidence on Scott Peterson from his original trial that happened back in 2004. And if you remember that, it was major news. It's when Peterson was convicted of killing his pregnant wife. It was a huge case for years, really on an international level because of all these layers of drama around it all, from the mysterious circumstances around his wife's disappearance to a hidden relationship to a rogue juror who lied about her own history of abuse to get on that panel that initially found him guilty. I forgot about the uh, mistress. He was, he had a, he had a, he was leading a double life. Peterson pleaded. Amber Fry was her name. Remember that? And when he met Amber Fry, he said to her, yeah, my wife's dead. And she immediately said, yeah, he already told me he killed her. Not guilty. And his legal team has always said he's innocent. His lawyers tried to get him a new trial a couple years ago, but a judge denied that request in 2022. Liz Kreutz is joining us now. So what is happening here? What would the aim be? New evidence and then what? Hey, Hallie. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty stunning development for this case that's now, uh, you know, happened two decades ago at this point. And it essentially uh, means that the L.A. Innocence Project, a group that specializes in providing pro bono legal services to people that may have been wrongfully convicted, believes that there may be enough evidence to show that Scott Peterson maybe didn't do it, which is pretty stunning given the fact that this has gone through. I don't know about you, but every time I hear about Innocence Project cases, They always make very good cases. I'm sure that they don't always win all of them, but there have been enough times that you've heard about an Innocence Project case that it's remarkable the things that they are able to actually do that make, you know, when you look at it from a different lens from so many years later and examine it, you're like, well, how the fuck did we not, how did we, how was this missed the first time? To me, this is gigantic. To me, the, uh, what all I convicted Scott Peterson on was that look right there. That fucking face tells me he absolutely did it. His trial has gone through many appeals that have uh, always been overturned. His attorneys have tried in the past to say because of jury misconduct that there should be a retrial that was dismissed. But we just were pouring through these documents that were filed by the L.A. Innocence Project. Uh, Looking through them, they are saying that they believe Scott Peterson's state and federal constitutional rights were violated during the trial, including a, quote, claim of actual innocence that is supported by newly discovered evidence so okay what's the evidence this same reporter liz kreutz was on the today show today and she talked a little bit more about that um there was a burglary that happened across the street from the peterson's home a house was ransacked 
And the theory is that uh, Lacey Peterson was discovered as watching them. And the theory that is going to be presented is that the people who are robbing the home abducted her in a van, killed her, and then the van was set on fire. They have the van. And now the Innocence Project is like, there should be remains or DNA evidence in the vehicle that would support that claim that could say that, I mean, and that would, that would absolutely do it. If you've got Lacey Peterson's DNA inside of this van that was involved in this robbery, holy shit. That is what is fascinating. They're saying there's potentially new evidence to show that he may be innocent. What that evidence is, we do not know. They are asking. This story is from last night. Today, she reported on the van. Asking for, um, uh, the attorneys are asking for some new evidence, some of it related to witnesses, some of it related to a potential burglary that may have happened around the time of the murder in their neighborhood. So a lot of questions here, Hallie, but, but very interesting to see what, what could happen here. And it is yet another twist, Liz, in a case that, as we mentioned, has had so many over the last couple of decades. Yeah. I kind of want these two reporters to kiss. Exactly. I mean, first of all, Scott Peterson was on death row. He had been sentenced to death. He was able to get that overturned. So now he's sentenced to life in prison. Uh, and then his attorneys also uh, tried, as we mentioned, to get his uh, case retried with this jury misconduct allegation that was overthrown. But he has maintained his innocence. He continues to maintain his innocence. Big development here with the LA Innocence Project taking it on. But I will say there's been some really interesting reaction, Hallie, with a lot of people saying, wow, of all the people for the LA, mm. for the Innocence Project to take on, some people have said, why are they taking on this trial? There's so many other people uh, that perhaps could use these resources. So it really makes you wonder what, what they have. Liz Kreutz, live for us there in LA. More to come potentially on that, I know, in the days and weeks to come. Liz, thank you. Um what she's referring to there is you. for them to even take that case speaks volumes because, you know, in the public eye, this guy was, it was an open and shut case. He's guilty. He did it. But for them to even uh, agree to take a look at it is fucking remarkable. Uh, there is a list of facts from the case, five interesting facts, um, about the Scott Peterson case. Uh, he was an early suspect in the investigation because he was acting weird. Police immediately noticed that Scott was unable to remember key details, including the kind of bait he'd used when he claimed to have gone fishing that morning. Detectives uh, observed that instead, Scott seemed to be concerned with one of his car doors being hit in the driveway or getting a receipt for a pink slipper and sunglasses given to the dog from the canine unit to track Lacey's scent. Scott's behavior eventually becomes even more bizarre. When police pulled Scott over to arrest him, they found several suspicious items in his car, including the gun, sleeping pills, a knife, camping gear, a shovel, a fishing pole, $15,000 in cash, his brother's ID, and a dozen Viagra pills. That sounds like a boring Dean fucking getaway right there. One detective said that he believed Scott was trying to be like James Bond. That's what James Bond does. James Bond goes camping and brings a shovel and a fishing pole in Viagra. 
Yeah. If you're uh if you have an idea that they're looking at you for your potential for potentially murdering your wife, the last thing you want to be seen driving around with is camping gear, shovel, fishing pole, fake ID, boner pills, and fifteen thousand dollars cash. Scott and Lacey's marriage may have looked perfect on the surface. But investigators soon determined that Scott was leading a double life. I'm going to get back to that. Not quite done with that story. That's unbelievable. I am going to be watching this one intently. Whether or not Scott Peterson actually did it. You ever see some of those shows like uh, Making a Murderer? which it paints an unbelievably compelling picture to the innocence. Um, for sure, one, maybe two of the people involved, Brendan Dassey and um, what is the other guy's name? The fact that I'm forgetting it is remarkable. Stephen Avery. Oh, Jesus Christ. Absolute innocence, especially Brendan Dassey. So frustrating. Uh, let's bring in Rick from TC Paintball. Bring in Rick. Uh, oh, oh. Good morning, Eric Zane. Hey, how are you? Just sitting here drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Yeah, uh, I feel pretty good about being a pool uh, a Kool-Aid drinker these days. Do you? I, I felt good about it all year. I'm a little bit nervous about you feeling good about it, to be honest. Well, remember, I did not pick the Lions. I didn't. I did not make a pick on the Lions on this Sunday because Tampa's really good. Yep, and so is Detroit. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I just don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. I just want to keep my mouth shut and just painfully watch that game. You know, it's very stressful to me. Isn't it funny how we all have our little superstitious uh, uh, episodes we have to go through? Yeah, we're we're both waiting in the deep end of the pool at this point. We don't we've we've never really well, I take it back. You and I have witnessed this once back when they lost to the Redskins in the conference uh conference finals. Yeah, and that was uh I mean that was kind of a similar situation because Washington beat them in the regular season that year, big. And then when we get to the playoffs, we're like, oh it's gonna be different this time. And then Washington rolls over them again. I think oh, it was yeah. like four 10 or some shit like that and then washington goes on to win a super bowl in dominant fashion so yeah it's a uh, it's similar so hopefully that rings true this time we beat uh, tampa in the regular season and hopefully they're gonna beat them again well um if you remember back then after they lost that people were like well the lions are gonna be loaded up next year they're gonna be great and so will the dallas cowboys and then it, the dallas kept winning like four straight super bowls and Detroit never won again. Yeah, and you know, Detroit or, uh, Dallas had you know some certified Hall of Famers there. You know, good drafting. I mean, that, obviously that whole thing was made possible by that Herschel Walker trade. But you know, they they picked right and they went on to be a dynasty. Man, I'm still jealous of that. You know, because I was kind of a Dallas fan before they got really good. Then they just started to annoy me. Um, and then uh, you know, they went on one trajectory and the Lions went on another. Dan Campbell said. For the doubters, you are not allowed on our train. What's your uh, What's your thought on that? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, I, I want I want more people to be fans of the Lions. Um, but yeah, if you've been talking shit all year long and now you want to, you know, 
uh, get some, uh, you know, get some satisfaction out of the out of the wins and the, and the level of play and the level of production. Yeah, I, I, I think he's got a good point. Like, uh, you know, be a fan or don't be a fan. Don't just jump on at the end. You know, something that really annoyed me in the last 15 years of my life is all of the New England Patriots fans that are around. And I'm like, man, were you a Patriots fan when they sucked? You know, did you jump on because you want to like the team that's winning? Are you liking Tom Brady because you heard that he went to Michigan and now now you're a fan of him because he's dominating the NFL? Like, I hate that shit. Like, uh, you know, be a fan and stay true to your what you're a fan of in good times and in bad. Yeah, um, I you know, I mean, we've all been pissed at the Lions. We've all bitched and moaned about when when they when the shitty things have happened. And frankly, that's very entertaining. That that makes uh, that makes all of this that much sweeter if they if they continue to win oh my god what what the fuck this would be this would be as poignant as the cubs winning the world series if they keep winning yeah uh it's uh it's exciting as hell you know i mean we, we've talked a lot this year about what you know what their current state was based on you know the previous games and shit and that was when there were you know one of the whole field you know one of 34 teams now we're one of eight we're one of eight and we you know, win a game, and you're going to play in the NFC Championship game. If the right team wins in the other matchup, you host the NFC Championship game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Holy it's shit. wide open. Wow. Wow. And those fucking Packers. Can you believe this shit? Earlier in the year, the Lions jail sexed them. They looked like they weren't going to win a game this year. It's a long season, and uh, it, uh, you know... I, I'm glad that they're doing well. I, and I don't like Dallas. Dallas, I hate Dallas. I, I love watching them lose. And I love, you know, the beginning of that game and obviously the end of it, but the beginning of it, they were so dominant against them. Dak made every every mistake that you could make, it seems. Um, but uh, they, they, shit, I just lost my train of thought. You got me going. Oh, yeah. I was talking about how, how the Packers, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they they won. I'm glad that they beat Dallas, and it also kind of you know justifies that win a little bit or, or their win on Thanksgiving. You know, Detroit wasn't just shitty that day; they were playing against a good team, and I'm okay with that. You know, what I mean, I I feel like yeah. if you match up with them again, there's there's a lot more film on what they're doing, on how Love is playing, and you know, you prepare your defense appropriately, and if you prepare them appropriately, and they don't have a lot of mis- or, uh, tricks up their sleeve, then I think uh, I think it's handleable. How do you watch? Is it okay? Do you have a ritual? Do you do you make like your own home tailgate, or is it just bag of chips, sit down? What's going on? Well, I, it's got my whole focus. I don't want to do anything else while I'm watching. I wanna I want to look at and and uh, study every play, the down and distance and situation. I want to look at what the defense is bringing. I'm oh. I'm, a, I'm a fan of football, and I'm, I'm also a little bit of a student of the game. Uh, you know, I've coached. <laughs> Um, I, I love the offensive side of the ball. I love the X's and O's and I, I'm fully aware that my knowledge in football is, is, uh, you know, very amateur when it comes to professional football. So I'm very intrigued as to how offenses work and how they get uh, people and defenses into a situation that benefits them. I love the X's and O's. So I really want to study the plays. I want to know what the down and distance is. I want to know what the decisions that are being made on the, from the offensive coordinator and what he's calling. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I really want to pay attention to the game and what's going on. I mean, that's 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 the level that I enjoy it at. Jesus, um, and I got my kids sitting next to me, and you know, we're just hanging out at home watching the game. Uh, there's a guy in the Lions who's blown out ACLs in consecutive weeks. He destroyed T.J. Hawkinson's knee, and then uh, Tyler Higby he ruined his knee last week. 
Uh, and then Stafford's like, you're that you're a dirty ass motherfucker. You're a dirty player. You hit with the crown of your head below the knee. You hurt people. Uh, Dan Campbell said, oh, no, it's totally cool. He was I, that's not what I teach him. Uh, it seems like the Lions have a dirty player on their in their defensive backfield. Um, I think there's a dirty player in every team, at least one. <laughs> I don't condone that at all. I, mean, I don't either. Of course not. Knee injuries are pretty serious, and I mean, you know, you can you can take a guy from you know the penthouse to the outhouse by by blowing his knee out. So that sucks for anybody to lose, you know, to get hurt like that. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, it happens so often. You know, concussions and knee injuries are so prevalent, and you know, both those things are life changing injuries. Um, I, I don't I don't like seeing that happen to anybody, even if it's the starting quarterback on the other team that we really need to go down so we can win the game. I don't like to see that happen. I wanna I wanna win within the confines of a clean game. So if he's doing that shit on purpose. I don't like it. Uh, anything else going on in your world that uh, is kind of uh, occupying your thoughts uh, in the past week since we last spoke? Anything that uh, that we need to talk about or address? I know we had to change the date of our uh, terrific uh, paintball war, um, but, I mean, it, it made sense because you said, easy, once every 50 years this happens. I can't miss it. Every time it happens, we're thinking, yes, it's the beginning of a dynasty, and then it's, you know, it just kind of fades away and, you know, we got to deal with mediocrity or worse. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It, it feels, it feels good right now. It, it's, it's great to see them winning. Um, and you don't know how it's going to long, long it's going to last. Hopefully Dan Campbell's here for a long time and we get to see this, you know, year after year after year and every one of the paintball wars that we schedule in the, in the winter time, we're going to have to adjust a little bit. I'm hoping that's what happens. Um, but uh, did we settle on that new day? Are we on uh, February 18? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I reached out to the Mexicans and he didn't confirm. So I got to, I got to double check, you know, their, uh, their numbers are too powerful. We, I, I have to run it up the uh, uh, El Presidente's flagpole. And then, uh, and then we'll go from there. But I'm pretty sure because of the way we, uh, we looked at this, uh, calendar that it, that it will work out. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going uh, to reached out to me directly too. And they're going to play the, uh, on this Sunday. They're going to play from two to five. Um, so they are going to get some paintball in. And I imagine as they're here and discussing it and having a good time by, you know, putting welts on each other that, uh, they'll talk about that. So maybe after, uh, after Sunday, we'll get some confirmations from those guys and get a recommitment. What a bunch. I love them. I love them so much. They're good dudes. They really are. Uh, okay. Well, enjoy it. You got anything? Today's Friday. You got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're doing all paintball related stuff there. You're, you gotta be hosting something big going on there, right? Yeah, we got some stuff going on. I got to, last weekend was a kick in the balls with the weather and the forecast of the weather and all that shit. I mean, we had a dead weekend, which which really hurts us because you know we go strong on the weekends and we anticipate that. So when you got an, a weekend that turns into nothing, it it destroys us a little bit. Oh yeah. But this week we got we got a lot of reservations for Saturday. Got a handful for Sunday, and then we got some tournament player type events going on both Saturday and Sunday. So we got to we got a pretty full slate. Um, as far as current events, I mean fuck scott peterson are you kidding me you don't you think that there's no chance that uh, look i the, my point was if an innocence project if innocence project lawyers get behind it that's different than like you know uh, uh tv lawyers innocent Agreed. project now, lawyers do they really think that he's innocent or are they trying to drum up some interest in their project no like, they I think like he's innocent they really do you're only convicted I can't wait to see this unfold, but they say they have evidence. That's that's because a lot of that case was circumstantial. 
they he was there was a lot of circumstantial evidence that did convict him. Why yeah, why were you, you you know if dude's innocent then I don't want him rotten in jail because that sucks, right? I just feel like I mean you look at the you look at the information there and it's like I don't know, he was he was fishing in the same bay. Like he you know, he he's got a mistress. There's just a lot of shit there, man. I feel like there's so many people that were actually wrongly convicted convicted that if you spend those resources on those people, then we actually get some innocence out. I don't know. I'm not a I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not in that well, field, so I'm not, I'm not an expert by any means, but it just seems like that guy should rot. Well, I th- here's the thing. The fact that they even took it is huge because they, they, they're, they, they have judgment just like you and I, and they, and you know, they wouldn't put their ass on the line and sully the name of the innocent project. If they didn't think that they had a, a fucking case, you know, they don't like just do shit on a lark. I guess. I mean, you know, to, to argue that, I think we have to look back at all of their all of their book of work already and see if they kind of go out on a limb once in a while to, you know, to, to see what happens. I don't know. Like, it just seems like, man, that, that seemed like open and shut. I don't know. All right. Really good. Give my best to everybody there, and I will talk to you hopefully after a Lions victory. Talk to you soon. Yep. Uh, Joe Martinez writes about Dan Campbell. He just needs to coach and worry about getting the team prepared versus worrying about the fans. Well, he was being interviewed at the time. He was conducting an interview, and that's how that question came up. Look, just because you are not allowed to be part of our fan base uh, doesn't mean that you can uh, go ahead and weigh in with what Dan Campbell needs to do. You know, you will never be allowed on the Lions bandwagon. You are never allowed to comment on anything positive happening with the Detroit Lions. You have been banned. You and anyone else like you, if you are seen wearing Lions gear or even thinking, we'll know if you're even thinking about it. Like if I'm sitting there making sweet love to my wife and I'm like, wait, is Joe Martinez thinking about the Lions? Is he feeling good about the Lions right now? Is he proud of the Lions? I will remove myself from inside of my wife and drive over to your house and beat your ass. You know? I've had it. Ashley writes, did HVAC man commit to advertising? Well, of course he did. Where did that come from? That's our guy. Okay? In fact... I want you to call Joe Martinez at 616-516-8579 and say, hey, you're pretty good at HVAC, but fuck you. You are not allowed on our bandwagon. You are not allowed on our bandwagon. Jimmy says you think about Joe when you have sex. Well, yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? All right. More on Scott Peterson. Scott had a secret mistress and told her his wife was dead. Scott and Lacey's marriage may have looked perfect on the surface, but investigators determined that Scott was leading a double life. In November of 02, he was introduced to massage therapist and single mother Amber Fry by a friend. He began a relationship with Fry and told her that his wife had died. Police would later theorize that Scott 
telling Fry he had a dead wife was his way of mentally processing and premeditating Lacey's murder. So they used that, what he said to her, to uh, hold that against him. Fry saw a newspaper article about Lacey Peterson's disappearance, called the tip line, and immediately began working with the police. She secretly recorded 29 hours of audio with Scott. Through it all, Scott continued to lie. On December 30th, he told Fry he was spending New Year's Eve in Paris with friends when he was actually at his missing wife's candlelight vigil. All right. Well, that is that is a that that's a huge piece of circumstantial evidence. Massive piece. And that's kind of what Peterson he was convicted on a lot of shit like that, a lot of lies and weirdo stuff like that. The dog became a key figure in the case. Mackenzie was found, that's the dog, with her leash still on and covered in mud during Scott's alleged fishing trip. The dog became a crucial part of the case since Scott alleged that his wife had shared her plans to take the dog for a walk, which was December 24th, Christmas Eve, 2002, the day she went missing. But Lacey's friends and family found Scott's story suspicious due to the fact that they claimed Lacey's pregnancy had been making her extremely tired and that she had been struggling with doing regular exercise and walking the dog. So they're like, ah, bullshit. She never wanted to take a walk. Many of Scott's supporters also believe Mackenzie was a crucial component of the case, since according to Scott's family, several people have claimed to have seen Lacey walking the dog during the time Scott was on the boat. At one point, Scott suggested hiring a dog psychic. Yeah, another strike against you, Scott. Hey, let's hire a dog psychic. You asshole. Um, but supporters have said that, um, and several people have claimed to have seen Lacey walking the dog. So Scott's Scott said, yeah, my wife said she was going to walk the dog and the dog was found with the leash still on it. And people said, nah, she would have never walked the dog, but people actually saw her walking the dog. No. Um, his family and some supporters still insist that he is innocent. His sister-in-law told Dr. Phil that Scott is innocent and challenged the police department's timeline. Uh, he should not be sitting on death row with as many. Un- this came out just as uh, the death penalty was overturned. The story is a few years old. It's basically, I just looked up facts on the Scott Peterson case. Um, many unanswered questions there's no time for scott to commit this crime scott has been wrongfully convicted of murdering his wife and son uh the claims made by peterson's sister that police failed to follow up with 14 witnesses including a mailman who she calls critical to the case she stated that the mailman quote signed an affidavit saying that if the dog was inside the house or out in the yard that the dog would bark at him. And on the date that the walk occurred, the mailman came by and said Mackenzie was not on the property. Janie, the sister, went on to say that she believed that Scott had been convicted in the media and had been the victim of biased reporting. 
very well may be. And now this big puzzle piece that the Los Angeles Innocence Project has uh, taken up the case. That alone is gigantic because they don't like throw their weight behind anything unless they've got a solid, solid piece of evidence to um, give them the opportunity to possibly exonerate someone. So this is a, this is a damn wild ass story. Holy shit. I'm excited to hear follow up on it. All right. Uh, thank you as always to blue frost. IT the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane show podcast. If you have any technical issues you want taken care of, call upon them at 616-285-50. If you're looking to upgrade the tech at your workplace, uh, sit down for a 30 minute complimentary consultation with blue frost. IT. They'll tell you what's up, what you need to make your business hum, help you with your purchase on your upgrade, and help you set up your upgrade. All right, that consultation could lead to the project, which could then lead to them being your managed IT service provider like they are for this show. Blue Frost IT, find them at bluefrostit.com, 616-285-50. I've got an insurance expert. That would be Frank Fuss. Love that man. A licensed independent insurance agent slash broker works tirelessly to uh, help you uh, get your family insured. I'm talking about folks who either are self-employed, in between jobs, or perhaps um, the boss does not offer insurance. That's a case. You need a health care policy. You get it through Obamacare. Now, most people have to go online and do that themselves. <clears throat> it's a little tricky. I've had to do it myself. It's not fun, and I messed it up. Had I had Frank Fuss in my corner on year one, I wouldn't have messed it up. Frank Fuss is in my corner now. He takes care of everything for me. He's a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Services are always gratis. You never pay Frank a dime. You just get an insurance policy through him. He gets paid by the insurance companies. Dozens and dozens of insurance companies work with Obamacare, so you have your pick of policies. You have a, a great... Uh, number of them to choose from it's an outstanding way to ensure the american public a million times more effective in my opinion than uh countries that have uh, national health care systems uh the open free market is involved with obamacare which just makes it easier for everybody get a policy today and uh half of the premium more than half of the premium is usually funded by a tax subsidy which you won't have to pay back that's how this works. Frank will give you all the details. You don't, Honestly, the only thing you need to worry about is booking the appointment. Reach out to Frank at buyinsurancehere.com and he can help you with any type of insurance question, not just Obamacare. We're talking about Medicare. Uh, we're talking about your social security. We're talking about life insurance, car insurance, anything, home insurance. Frank Fuss, buyinsurancehere.com. The multi-talented Megan from Irvine's is always in the chat with us. Love her so much. Ashley says, by the way, Frank is a plus. Uh, she's had to get insurance through Frank before. And that guy, he's just awesome. Uh, hi, Megan. Good to see you as always in the chat. And the uh, wonderful crew over at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Check in with them when you need any type of service done to keep your vehicle on the road, whether it's a regular old-fashioned combustion motor, an EV, or a hybrid. Did you see the story that EVs in the snow 
that they're, um, uh, you know, how you, you buy the car and it says, this thing can go for 250 miles on one charge. Not in the snow. Uh, that kind of wears it down. The snow and the cold just eats up that battery. So make sure you stay charged. You need any type of service, uh, service on these vehicles, you're going to take it to the number one auto repair facility in the entire area of West Michigan, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You can find them at Irvine's.com. That's Irvine's.com. Uh, question, what does the mistress sing, uh, think? Amber Fry. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she needs a weigh in at all. She's got 29 hours of secretly recorded footage of the guy. You would think that in 29 hours of secretly recorded footage of the guy, uh, the mistress would have something more tangible than what she got from him. All right. Uh, In our very own Ottawa County, the drama that has taken place in our beautiful Ottawa County over the past year and a month has been just off the rails. We're at a point right now where the county administrator, John Gibbs, who was lockstep with the Ottawa Impact scumbags, he was hired by them, has retained a lawyer to remind the commissioners, if you're by chance thinking of firing my guy, You owe him the full term of the contract. Don't fire my guy. Why in the world would they want to fire him? I mean, he was, he's one of them. And uh, the story goes that uh, he's facing a lawsuit for age discrimination. Because he needed an assistant and a bunch of people applied and he hired some wacko Another one of these conspiracy theorists, election denying pieces of shit. It was like 22 years old, this punk ass motherfucker with no credentials, hand picked by Ottawa Impact, as opposed to a more seasoned individual with loads more experience applying for the same job. He said, Well, that's bullshit. That's age discrimination. So he's suing. So the word on the street is that Gibbs might get shit canned. So he was proactive. He's smart. He hired a lawyer and said, Hey, by the way, you guys, I know you're getting, you're getting ready to meet and you're going to discuss my man, John Gibbs, whether or not he can be fired over this shit. Uh, let me remind you that, I mean, that's all happened. That was this week. Now this was all brought on by the Ottawa impact piece of shit in the first place. This all stems from revenge politics because these assholes had to wear a little mask during COVID. That's what this stems from. And they're mad about that. So then they go, they fuck up the health department. The health department was key in carrying out various mandates to ensure public health uh, through all the pandemic. I don't give a shit what you believe, but I'm telling you that that's the story. Damn good thing they did. But I'm surrounded by dumb fucks in this community. Okay? These stupid motherfuckers then. So, uh, uh, let's go get her back. And uh, they mobilized. They won the uh, uh, county commission seats. And then they started to raise hell. 
and um, revenge politics took uh, took uh, shape. It came time in September to um, get everybody on the same page to get their budgets together. And they informed Adeline Hambly that they're going to cut her budget by like $4 million. Now, the health department's budget takes care of things like, you know, uh, uh, various employees that have to be paid for to help the health department run. You know, guy who goes into the restaurant to make sure that they're the quality is is clean and shit like that and uh make sure that there's programs in place to get people who can't afford to fucking wipe their ass to get the shit that they need food to eat uh services for the indigent um various uh, uh public uh campaigns to make sure that things like ah get your kids the measles mumps rubella vaccination you know shit the health department does they go ahead and they say, all right, uh, because you made us wear a mask, we're taking away $4 million of your budget. Well, the lady who runs the health department is a sweet soul. Never met her. I'm just assuming she's sweet. She's got great hair. I love her hair. Adeline Hambly, her and her staff. Oh, uh, yeah, we're taking away your budget. So she responds to that and does a, like a Facebook post or an Instagram post. Says, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do here. I've got uh, Jesus Christ. I need your help. I need, I, I don't know. I can't tell whether I'm coming or going. I have no budget now. I've it used to be $5 million to run the health department. Now I've got six bucks. Holy shit. I can't believe this. Um, the board then said, aha, we've been wanting to fire you for a long time. Now we got you because you incited a public panic by talking about the budget publicly on social media. She's like, oh, fuck you. What do you expect? No. So they tried to fire her. And uh, she filed an injunction to try to keep that shit from happening. And it was all fucked up. And this went back and forth. And finally, finally, these cocksuckers sat her down and said, look, we want you gone. And we know just how to do it. You made us wear a mask and you shut down our hand clapping church, you crazy bitch. Guess what we're going to do? What? We're going to give you $4 million. What do you think of that? And she goes, Okay, we're going to give you $4 million and you got to fucking quit. Okay, I'll take it. Done. Shake. Thank you. Bye. They offered her more than $4 million. She makes like, you know, a hundred grand a year. They offered her $4 million to quit that they don't have. And they also offered her assistant um a full year's pay which is like more than a hundred thousand dollars so they're like well all right we were fighting the good fight but fuck it hey i'm i'm gonna do it and uh then they said wait a minute maybe that's not such a good idea and they tried to like walk it back like ah we don't uh maybe that's not such a good idea Maybe, maybe we don't want to give you four million. By the way, the amount of money that they that they want to give her is what they originally wanted to cut out of her fucking budget. Okay, so after they offered her the four mil, and she said, "I will take it." All right. Then they took it back, and then she said, "No, fuck you." I want that money. You offered me that money. I'm going to take it. They said, ah, no, 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 no. 
nothing binding. She said, bullshit. So now she's trying to actually get the fucking money. Uh, Megan writes, you ever think about running? Jenison has a school board meeting seat opening too. I don't know if she's talking to me. I think you should run. You would be better at that. The last thing you want is me on there. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to run because that would mean less time doing this, which is so much fun. I mean, can you imagine if I was actually a school board member or a member of the commission and nothing else changed and on a daily basis, I'm telling everybody to go fuck themselves? That would be incredible. I mean, it would, it would be excellent for the podcast. I would get in, immensely popular from it. Um, but I don't know. I think that the uh, cross-pollination is is a little bit much i i almost feel like i would be spreading my myself too thin and i would only be there just to tell everybody to fuck off and i think that that would grow tiresome quickly megan says i have too much anxiety for public office well this is what i want you to do i want you to try okay i want you to try doing it and then if you're uncomfortable or if it fucks you up, you can always quit. But try to stay with it. Give yourself a year. Run, win, and try. That's all you have to do. There, what does is, what is, uh, Yoda say? There is no try, just do. Isn't that a Yoda thing? Chris says, imagine all the secret audio we would have before they fired Zane. Tophus Barrelas says, Zane, you'd be, Yane, Zane, you'd be great in that position. Tyler says, it's do or do not. There is no try. Um, well, I don't, I don't, again, I, I don't think I would like it. I mean, I would like it for a little bit and then I'd be like, this is too much. Kenny says, don't listen to him, Megan. Your mental health and family life is way more important than all that BS. Eric should do it like you said. It was a joke, fuckhead. Shut up. God damn. Megan, don't listen to him. Shut up. Anyway. Corey says, then quit afterward, just like you told her. You guys want me to run? Okay, I would put my name on the ballot, but do nothing. My only campaigning would be this show. Eric Zane, school, so that everybody, basically, with my name being on there, with my name being on there, they would see that and probably talk about me. Now that I can get behind. There's nothing I like more than attention. We all know that. So, if I sign up to run, can I run for all of those? Can I run like for uh, elected official and can I run for school board at the same time or do I have to or do I have to pick one? I think I'd have to pick one. 
Megan says Donna Mooney is there. She'd be great content. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Is she one of those uh, Ottawa Impact wackos, Donna Mooney? Chris says you've got Trump to support you. That's a great that's a great point. I've got Trump behind me. So there's school board positions that are up. Eric Zane, school board member. Oh no. Jimmy says he wants to coach the girls volleyball team. Tophus Barrelass says Ottawa Barrelass says Ottawa County Impact Idiots would hate you running. They'd be watching your stream as you beat them down live on your stream. All right. I'll tell you what. I will take this into serious consideration. The fact that a foul mouthed asshole like me uh, running for some type of elected position. I admit, would be a story. It would be very interesting to say the least. Would I win? I don't know. Would I be dragged through the mud? Would they take things that I say and the shit that I do and try to hold it against me? Of course. Is that bad? No. No, that is a terrific thing. That is a win in my book. The question may be asked, Easy, are you just doing this for publicity? Well, yes and no. I mean, yes, there is a publicity side to it, but I really don't like those people. So uh, that part of it would be fantastic. Tyler says that uh, Tyler Doan will be uh, will be my campaign manager. The Motor City Man Man. No, I don't. I don't think that that's a good idea. The Motor City Man. man. I don't know what it is with Doan? He's got a very serious look to his face. Uh, well, what? Well, yes, yes, young man. The Motor City Man. Man. Did you just call him Motor City Man? Man. <laughs> <laughs> don't. I, I, did you take some some uh, some some uh, Rufalon before you? I, I I don't know what it is about you. Some degree of slurring going on. Perhaps some pie-eyed look. <laughs> Thank you for all. I hope grandma one day walks in on this kid eating a vagina. Of your assistance and hope. Hi, my name is Kristen Megan Kelly. I'm the veteran and I'm the veteran. I believe I've called and left a message earlier today. I'm the veteran. I'm just trying to get some feedback from whoever would be in charge. I'm the veteran in making the decision to sponsor um, the Eric Zane podcast. I'm the veteran. I am the mother and the veteran of a child that he spoke about on his podcast. I'm the veteran in a sexual manner. I'm the veteran, um, including sex acts that he wants my veteran to perform. I've had the sheriff involved. Um, several sponsors have already backed out. And I'm the veteran. I believe in nonviolent free market solutions. I'm the veteran, so I greatly support free speech. I'm the veteran. This is not protected speech. I'm the veteran when discussing sexual acts of a veteran. Um, I'm a veteran. It was an attack on me and my family, and uh, I'm a veteran. 
It's one thing to have an opinion of adults, but again, it's not protected speech to speak sexually about a seven-year-old girl um, and the veteran. If you would like to see the evidence, and uh, I have seen on social media someone is messaging people to not talk about it and the veterans, but they want your business to know that your name is slapped behind the screen when he's saying these things. It's true. Um, and the veterans, you can call me if you'd like. My number is area code 405-694-8344. And the veteran, but I would really like to know if your business supports this type of rhetoric. It's area code 405-694-8344. Um, I'm a veteran, and I'm a veteran. I would just like to hear back from you. Thank you very much for your understanding and your time. I'm a veteran. Thanks. I'm glad I beeped out that number. I wouldn't want a doxer. 405-694-834-BEEP. This is the evidence she's talking about. Thank you for all. I hope Grandma one day walks in on this kid eating a vagina. Of your assistance and hope. That crack caused so much of an uproar. Uh, Megan says she will be my campaign campaign manager. I totally run your campaign. Okay. You, you, You have the job. It's yours. She says dogs will be in the signs. So it'd be like a a real cute little sign with my puppy dog's faces in it. A vote for Eric Zane is a vote for puppy dogs. You know, I have said many times, and you've heard me talk about this, by the way. Look at O'Neal. How cute is that? That the best ideas that I've ever had on this show have come from you all. You've created so much for me. You created the great food giveaway. I mean, that wasn't my idea. I talked about it. That's it. But it was your idea first as a collective. Collectively, you brought up the idea about uh, doing uh, some of the show. Some of the content that I've done on this show has been through just spitballing ideas on the chat. Maybe an email here or there. In the last 15 minutes, I'm starting to wrap my mind around the idea of this. But um, look. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. All I can do is listen, go into these meetings and, you know, I don't even know if these are, I have, I, I don't, they can use this shit against me. They can say, look, he said in his podcast, he has no fucking idea what he's doing. This is true. I will never lie to my constituents, the voting public. Easy. What makes you think you will be a good candidate? And all I could say is, well, I'm not stupid like them. Or I'm not a brainwashed idiot like that twat. Uh, I, I, I'm not a bigot. Um, I would be a good candidate because I'm kind of a dick. Tyler says, I think you'd have a far better chance of winning if Eric Zaitunian runs instead of Eric Zane. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, when I'm on this show talking about it, am I going to be like 
Eric Zane? Or am I going to be Eric Zaytunian? You see what I mean? This is the cross-pollinating problem. What happens? I think, okay, I think when I do this show, I just keep being me. That, that does not change. I think that when I'm out in the wild, I just am quiet. All right? If you're around me and I'm quiet, I am Eric Zane. I want to tell you to fuck off. If I'm doing this, hey, ha hey, how are you? It's good to see you. Fist up, nux. Yes. Man, it's good to see you. Love you. Okay, see ya. Bye-bye. Eric Zaituni. If you get this, that means shut up, fuck off, eat shit and die. That's what that means. Uh, Tophus says they don't have any idea what they're doing. Corey says, and you can say, I'm just as qualified as anyone else. Oh, no. Megan says, here is the link to throw your name in the ring. All right. She just sent it to me via text. Okay, let's see. Board of Education Vacancy 2024. Shit, I can't see. Denison Public School District's Board of Education is seeking applicants for a newly vacated seat on the Board of Education. An individual must be appointed to fill the vacant position until the November 2024 election. For the remaining two years left on the term of this seat, is certified and a newly elected individual has been sworn in. To be eligible, the applicant must be registered voter in the school district. An applicant must also be at least 18 years of age, a citizen of the United States, a resident of the state of Michigan for at least 30 days, and a resident of the school district. I don't know if I qualify because technically I don't live in the school district. This might be done before we even get started. I live like in Hudsonville. So that might be a problem. Megan, as my campaign person, can you get the uh, lowdown from me? For me, if, uh, if I live where I live, can I still run? My kids went to the school. I used to live in Jenison proper. Do not now. That may be an issue. We need to figure that out. Uh, she's not sure. She says, oh shit, you're Hudsonville. Can you school of choice in? I don't know. According to that, I cannot. All right. Well, if that's the case, no problem. There are other school boards to run for. I can run for Hudsonville school board. All right. You can look up that for me as my campaign manager. And if not, uh, run out the ground ball on Jenison. And then if not, uh, look into a campaign in my district here in Ottawa County. We can run for that, and I'll run on the campaign of I'm better than all these idiots. That will be my slogan. Smarter than the idiots, Eric Zane. 
One way or another, we can get this done. Isn't this crazy? This is like Rick James couch. I started this with no, no, no. And then I'm like, hell yeah. I had more sense than that. I didn't put my feet on any of his couch. Yeah, fuck yeah, I did that to his couch. I got more sense than that. Rick. Yeah, I'm Rick James, bitch. Rick James couch. Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood stories. All right. I don't want to look for it right now. Anyway, uh, there we go. Kenny says, quote, I am not doing that. I am totally doing it now. Uh, Joey Go Blue says, Zane and Bender Bones 2024. Bender Bones could help with this. He's got a volunteer army of Satanists who would love to get on board and help out. So can you imagine? It would be loudmouth asshole podcaster who cracks jokes about children eating vaginas. Sweetest lady on the planet, Megan, who would probably want to be a silent assistant. So that no one knows she's behind this. And an army of Satanists. Oh my God. This might be one of the most spectacular uh, long-term threads that I've ever been involved in if this get picks up steam. Uh, Chris describes Megan as the puppet master of this. Oh, without a doubt. Tophus says we'd have an army of assholes digging up dirt on Ottawa County cunts. No, seriously, you guys could bang on doors with the clipboards. Say, yeah, can we get you to vote for Eric Zane? A vote for Eric Zane is a vote for democracy. A vote for Eric Zane is a vote in, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think up jokes on the fly and it's just not working. Go figure. All right, Megan left a message with the powers that be about whether or not someone can uh, run for the board if they live right next door. If not, we will regroup and we will figure this shit out. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Now I'm on board. You guys convinced me. Um, a man who is an absolute wizard with HVAC but is not allowed on the Lions bandwagon, Joe Martinez wants you to call him or text him and laugh in his face about not being allowed to be a Lions fan. These aren't my words. These are Dan Campbell's words. Motor City Dan Campbell has said specifically he does not want Joe Martinez on the bandwagon. He has no room for the doubters. Go away. All right. By the way, one, one quick thing here. Uh, Megan says, if you can't run easy, I'm going to put my name in. Might as well get the info. If you do, I will be uh, your mouthpiece in telling everyone in Jenison to vote for you. So we can get someone who with a brain um, to, uh, to run. 
that is that is guaranteed. So uh, mo- uh, pfft, listen to that. Motor City Dan Campbell said no, Joe Martinez. Uh, I love Joe Martinez, despite uh, him hating the Lions. If you want to have some fun, reach out to Joe and schedule a uh, furnace tune-up and then heckle him about the Lions' success and that Jim Harbaugh is leaving. All right, 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, Joe can actually tune up that furnace for free all the way to the end of February. Call him, schedule, he walks in, services it, tunes it up, and then leaves. And then you don't pay a dime. DTE Energy pays. Uh, he's going to get your account number from DTE, and that's it. That's how they do it. DTE is running a great promotion with Joe Martinez, the only HVAC specialist in West Michigan to offer this. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All right, we're getting to a special time where the rates are starting to drop, and that's making a lot of people happy. The economy is coming back. Uh, Thanks to Joe Biden. I'm just kidding. It doesn't have anything to do with any president ever. The president doesn't make it go up and the president doesn't make it go down. The market makes it go up and the market makes it go down. It's starting to improve. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Inquire about your mortgage today. Get pre-approved so that you know how much home you can buy. Get that started today from anywhere in the U.S. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, encouraged to call first-time home buyers. That's a weird time for you. You're antsy. You're nervous. You don't know what's up. What am I getting myself into? You're scared. You have dumb questions. You're afraid to ask the dumb questions because they're dumb questions. Don't ask away. You're the you, uh, you are the customer. I can't talk today. Two three one three three two sixty five zero five. Easy needs a haircut. If you can't tell, it's getting long and unruly. I get my haircut at King's Room Barbershop, and so should you. All walk-ins at King's Room. I haven't mentioned that in a while. You're not making an appointment. You're just going in. They've always got three, four people there waiting to serve you. Three locations. Northland Drive, Caledonia, and Wyoming. Uh, The Wyoming location is right next to the costume room at 821 36th Street Southwest. Thank you, King's Room Barbershop. Full schedules, hours, Exact locations at kingsroom.net. And finally today, the Grand Rapids Gold are back February 7th and 8th, and I want to see you there at Van Andel Arena for the next Grand Rapids Gold game. Get your tickets at grandrapidsgold.com. Uh, Tophis says the market is in control. The only president who made the market do anything was Bush when he, uh, drugged the country into two wars and started the deficit that we currently face. Oh, sounds good. I'll take your, I'll take your word for it. Joe Martinez says, I never said I hated the lions. He says, I'm just not convinced. Seen the losing too many times. All right. This is what I'm going to tell you. First of all, you're out. You're not allowed on. You're, you're a doubter. Dan, this is words from the boss. It's not me speaking. It's the boss. The boss said, 
We have no room on the train for doubters. As Gary Richmond checks in. Hey, Gary, welcome. You're just not convinced. You got to take that up with Motor City Dan Campbell. Now, if you somehow become convinced, hey, I'm convinced, and can uh, voice that in the chat or to me, I will take it into consideration on a local level on the local bandwagon. All right. Uh, Gary Richmond, brand new here, asked the question, do you talk dating? Yes, we just finished talking it. And uh, we're taking uh, dating questions now on uh, the date hour. And uh, being that you're a brand new member of the show, you are uh, at the front of the line. You have carte blanche, blanche, carte blanche to ask away with your dating question or anything at all, your thoughts on dating. We have a world famous person in this chat that uh, Kenny is pointing out named Ashley, uh, who is, well, kind of in the uh, downswing of a dating cycle right now. But um, Tyler adds that you're talking to the sex agent himself, and that's me. Uh, I am known as Ari Zane, uh, sex agent, when it comes to relationships and dating. So you have uh, stumbled upon an absolute fantastic show when it comes to dating talk. So uh, welcome to you. And please uh, ask a question or maybe share some thoughts on dating. If you've had some good experiences or, uh, or, or bad experiences, by, by all means. Gary writes, I got clicked with new trick. Uh, now, I'm not sure what that means. Um, then writes, like, if guy is middle class, he can date holes women right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what that is, um, Gary. Um, maybe you had a couple typos there. I'm gonna guess that you mean homeless. Okay, if guy is middle class, he can date homeless women, right? And then you said I got clicked with the new trick. I don't know what that means, Gary. I mean, you, you gotta dumb it down here. I mean, we're. I'm an old white man. Tophis says, easy, I think he wants to date a homeless woman, and he's middle class. Bulls on Parade says they are now called unhoused. No, I like homeless. I'm going to use homeless. Tyler um, says that you just missed our discussion about anal on the first date. And, uh, you know, I know that that sounds a little tacky, Gary, but it is true. And um, everybody in the chat right here, there's only 31 of us that are here, but everyone here has done anal on the first date. So, you know, just word to the wise, you've got some very experienced lovers here. Uh, Gary has, uh, says, can, um, can you marry a hooker? Yeah, of course you can, Gary. I mean, my God, if you're in love, you're in love. Uh, what are your thoughts on anal, Gary? I mean, are you going to put your ding-dong into that hooker's uh, asshole on your first date? All right. 
Tophus adds, why can't you marry a hooker? Gary, if it makes you happy, then who gives a fuck? And that's, and that's how I feel, Gary. Gary says, I never dated anyone in real life. Well, you know, you're in good company because where it says HVAC 71, that guy there, actually it's a girl, has never dated anybody in real life. Uh, and Gary, where, what part of the country are you in? Because I might have someone for you on a little segment we do called The Hookup, where based on proximity, audience members, you're from India. Well, that's wonderful. Joe Martinez is also from India. Uh, What part of India are you in, Gary? Thank you, by the way, on the international line for being here. Um, We have several, several people from India who are... uh, Oh, oh, the state of Maharashtra. Maharashtra. That's Oh, that's where Joe Martinez is. HVAC 71 is from that state of India. Now, Gary, look, by the way, that's a unique name for a person from India. Gary says, no, I'm here because I want Caucasian women. Okay. You like white chicks. I got you. I got you. Well, we do have a few of those that are here too. So maybe HVAC 71 is not what you're into. White women is something that you're into. I get it. You want to, you would like to date a white woman date. Now, when you say date, do you mean like just have sex? What are we looking for, Gary? And by the way, what's your real name? Because Gary can't be your real name. I mean, let's face it. You're from India. I mean, it's got to be something like Unu Click Well, anyway, I'm glad you're here. I like that you speak English. You write English. You know English. You hear me talking. My real name is Suyash Proit. I hope I said that right. Um, Tyler says, Gary, I would encourage you to go for the number one hooker if you ain't first, you're last. Let me tell you something, Gary. You got to get here to the U.S., my friend, okay? Even if it's on, like, just a visit or a work visa or a student pass, you would not believe the white women here. Listen to me. You get to a state in the U.S. called Iowa or Michigan, Gary says, yeah, USA is the freaking dream, man. I love that. Listen, um, you are in the right place because you will establish a long list of friends uh, here who are going to fall in love because typically white people like me and especially white women, they love dudes from India. Okay? They love Indian men. So... Seriously, you can go ape shit on these white guys or these white chicks. Oh, I don't have a snowball's chance in hell of getting with these white women because I'm not an Indian dude. So look at uh, Kenny, who lives in the state of Tennessee, Gary, or um, I guess I would say Suyash. I think I'm saying that right. Suyash. Listen, Siyash, Kenny there lives in Tennessee and he writes, there's white chicks on every street corner just ready to give up anal whenever you want. 
It's awesome. I can't tell you, Gary, Suyash, how many times that I've been driving down the street and there's been an Indian guy on the corner having sex with a white chick. No lie. And the cops can't do anything because people from India in the U.S. are like kings. So, I'm glad you're here. This is what I want you to do since we are connected now on Twitch. Siyash, follow my page. And when I go live next time, you be here and there's going to be even more white women. Yeah, the U.S. is a is a um, is a honey pot of sex. It's crazy here, but people like you, Indian men, are like unicorns. There are very few of them here in the U.S. So when white women see Indian men, they go crazy. Picture like the biggest music star and all the women losing their minds. That's what in, how Indian men are revered in the U.S. You have got to get here. I don't even care if it's just a visit, you know, because immigration here is a little crazy. For some reason here, the crazy people that run the country, they don't like immigrants. And that's awful. I want more Indian men here laying pipe on our white women. Gary, Siyash, come take our white women. Take them from us. They need a sturdy Indian man today. Get to Iowa or Michigan. Gary, for fuck's sake, do that. All right. And thanks to all the supporters who are here to welcome Gary into our group. If you could all please say hello to Gary or Siyash, uh, I would I would love that. Gary says, EZ, can you link your page? I will see if I can meet you in person. Well, I mean, Gary, if I did that, if you did that, you come to the U.S., you come to Michigan, I'll meet you at the airport. I will take you around. You'll have sex with tons of people, and then I'll put you on a plane, send you back. I will be the international sex broker for you. Okay. See where it says Brandis there. Brandis is from Iowa. She's a white woman from Iowa. So seriously, Siyash, I could introduce you to all sorts of hot women like Brandis. Look, all caps. Oh my God. That's dream. Dude, get ready. Siyash. It's, it's going to happen. So the best way to get a hold of me is by sending me an email, Siyash. You're going to send that to Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Now, Siyash, here in the U.S., we have a term known as uh, asshole. And that is not a good thing. If you're referred to as an asshole, that means you're a jerk, you're an idiot. So every day at the end of the show, I award the asshole of the day. See? Now, you see that picture right there? That's where your ding-dong is going to go when you get to America. All right. Today's asshole of the day. This isn't going to make sense to you, Siyash. 
Uh, it's a local thing, but so glad for your random appearance here. We've made friends. Asshole of the day again is Ottawa Impact. Uh, that's my time. I feel so energized when we have a new visitor like Siyash. So I'm excited about how this show ended. It's a lot of great things that happened. This will be a very memorable moment. This will be a best of bit when Siyash became part of the listener family. So Siyash, thank you. Audience members, thank you. All right. Corey says, before you come to America, look up the sex move called the Cleveland Steamer. American women love it. I'll talk to you folks later on. Till next time, have a good one. Remember, 8 a.m. Eastern time, Siyash. So that's a different time where you live. It might be the middle of the night. I don't know. But 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, the Eric Zane Show podcast, number one in India. Take care. God bless. Don't eat any cows because they're sacred, and I love you. Till next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.